Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of Tell Me What You Know. Today is Wednesday, November 27th, and tomorrow is Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about that? Happy Thanksgiving. And if you can't tell, I've got Thanksgiving brain already. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm working on about 8%. Yes. Been checked out of work for a while already. Uh, I mean, it is late, but... Yeah. Do you think we did our episode on Turkey a little early? Well... I don't know, because at least they listen to it before Thanksgiving. This is going to be after Thanksgiving. That's true. Thanksgiving is over. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. When you listen to this, it'll be Christmas season. Yep. And uh, when you be listening to this, you'll be shopping for Black Friday deals, and maybe we could do a Black Friday deal for our stickers. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, Mom, if you want one, just ask me, and uh, that's your Black Friday Friday deal. This Friday only, they are 100% free. (laughs) We will give them to you for free. uh, There's only about 45 of them, maybe 44 of them left. Uh, well, so you can get them while they're hot. You got to create a demand issue there for sure. Well, I'm using them on all of my stuff. That's so right. I, they're in demand in That's my right. world. That's right. What else can I stick this sticker to? <laughs> the other quadrant of my laptop. I'm just going to go full and get a tattoo, I think. Just to go a full color? Yeah, full color tattoo. Yeah. Throat probably. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. You just look, you show somebody your, uh, your chin. Like, Tell me what you know. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a great episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's your favorite holiday? Uh, Halloween, even though I don't dress up. What? Uh, you know, yeah. No, mine's Thanksgiving. I thought everybody really? was Thanksgiving. No, I don't like Thanksgiving food. Well, that's obvious because we're not having Thanksgiving food tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow we're having a smorgasbord of pulled pork and guacamole <laughs> and margaritas. Margaritas and pot stickers. And some pie. That you're making. I'm making two pies. You're like the most traditional part of the, the, yes, the festivities. The traditional key lime Thanksgiving pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. That will be coming over there for sure. And then my classic chocolate bourbon pecan pie. Renowned. World renowned. Heard it's renowned. Yeah. Ask my mother. She'll tell you. Winston renowned. That's right. I've taken this thing international before. I would do that for oh. my Argentine Thanksgivings as well. Oh. Really knock the socks off of those guys down there. Oh, man. They had no idea. The, the magic of caro syrup. <laughs> just makes them stay makes them stay expats for one year longer that's right exactly um you got anything else for me um i thought i had something for a topic that i had covered but uh mm. i got something inside of my topic that I'll, I'll swing it back a larry david style to another topic sounds pretty zany yeah it's very zany awesome well i can't wait to get into my topic let's do it michael tell me what you know about the canadian football league the cfl the cfl uh, I don't know too much about it other than I know that the rosters are um, regulated to only be a certain ratio of Americans to Canadians. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, it's like an import law. An import law, yeah. But is that just because... But they also have global players which aren't affected by that. So Will they like negate or cancel out national, American players you have? international, and global. And the global and the national work pretty much the same. The international, which are American players essentially... Mm-hmm. Uh, are treated differently. There's like each team has a list of like 40 names that is kept secret from everybody else. The league knows who it is. I didn't really understand this very well. This is hilarious. And it's like if anybody, if anybody on that list expresses interest in playing the CFL, the person who has them on their list has 10 days to offer them like a, some kind of two year contract type thing. And so apparently you don't know if like you have the same name on somebody else's list. And I guess it's by like order of who turns it in. I have no idea like who has like rights. This is the most players. Canadian r- rule sure. I've ever heard. For sure. It's like, Oh, you wanted uh, old Rogers chapstick. Well, you can't have him because he's on the Edmonton Eskimos list already. 
<laughs> and that's and actually a team name. Really? Yes. So let's get into it. Yeah, tell me more. There's nine teams. Okay. Bizarre. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, how can do you... Can we get an even number here, yeah. please? <laughs> can we add one or take one away, please? Yeah. All right, let's, let's go back a little bit. It started as part of a rugby union. Okay. And eventually that morphed into a football league because I guess just the influences of American football. Mm-hmm. But it's old. It goes back to like the 1860s, some of these teams do. Basically. Really? Yeah, I mean, they were more rugby They were more rugby then. then. The, the league was officially founded on July 19th, 1958. Wow. Um, but a lot of these like clubs, like the Toronto Argonauts, go back to like the 1800s. Wow, it was a rowing club, I believe, originally. Well, so really, this is multiple different things. They just kind of kept it as this is like saying the Democrats of today are like the same Democrats as like way back in the 1850s. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying sure. it seems like it's you know yes yeah uh, a storied organization right. So there are nine teams. There's two divisions. There's an Eastern division and a Western division. So there's four teams in the Eastern One, division, five in the other. Right. That's so in the West janky. Division. So you have the Hamilton Tiger Cats, <laughs> who, funny enough, Hamilton had two teams at one point, the Tigers and the Flying Wildcats, oh. and they merged them together to make the Tiger, the Tiger Cats, Cats after World War II. Yep. Huh. You have the Montreal Alouettes. What is an Alouette? I don't know. It's a French word. Okay. Look, it look it up right now. Yeah, what is an Alouette? It. That's not how you spell it. Can we do a uh, snap a, spell? I think it's a bird. <laughs> A-L-L-O-U-E-T-T-E-S? A l o u t a l o u e t t e. Okay, you're close. Close, but Alouette, yeah, it's a uh, country of origin. The name Alouette is a girl's name of French origin, meaning lark. It's a bird. Huh. Okay. I don't think it's a girl's name. I think it's a bird. Lark is like a name from like a the girl in like Beethoven. Or her name was Rice, wasn't it? Yeah, just something stupid that's not actually. Yeah, a, yeah, I don't know. Lark, Rice. All right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Montreal Alouettes, the Larks. You got the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks. Okay. <laughs> uh, they were the Ottawa Rough Riders. Okay. You'll see why they can't be anymore. And then the Toronto Argonauts. <laughs> the Argonauts. Uh, that's the Eastern Division, right? Uh-huh. The Western Division, you got the BC Lions in Vancouver. Okay. You got the Calgary Stampeders. Okay. You have a fellow Alberta province team in the uh, Edmonton Eskimos. Edmonton, Alberta. Calgary. Yep. You have the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So oh. they got the name. So there's for a while, two had, teams wanted to have the same mascot. Yeah, for a while, the R- Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the Ottawa Rough Riders did exist in the same league, so they called them the Western Riders and the Eastern Riders. <laughs> yeah. And then you have, I sort of like the way this, this league rolls. Yeah. Kinda, and then you have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who just won the Grey Cup this past Sunday. The Blue Bombers. Yes, the Blue Bombers. I like Bombers, that name, too. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Pretty they good names. They won their 11th. I love the names. Yeah. I want to get some of these jerseys, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, these are great names. Yeah, they won their 11th uh, Grey Cup. But they've lost 14 of them. They've been 25 times. They've, they've, so they've, they've dominated the, the league forever. Well, they, they don't have the most wins, though. The Toronto Argonauts have the most. They have 17, I think. Hmm. Their winning percentage is just trash, though. Yeah. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, the season is 18 games in 21 weeks. It runs from late June to early November. And there's a six-team single playoff elimination culminating in the Grey Cup starting in November, ending in end of November, right? Uh, I, one thing I thought was weird, whereas like the NFL does just they, – they do rankings based on win percentage, basically, right? So it's just mm-hmm. wins and losses. Uh, the CFL has more of like a Canadian scoring. So you get two points for a win, one point for a tie, which I don't know how often it happens in the CFL. It doesn't happen that often, like once a year in the NFL, right? Yeah, it does happen. And uh, zero points for a loss. So, okay. Um, there was a stint in the '90s where they expanded to the U.S. and more great team names, just unbelievable. You had the Baltimore Stallions, the Birmingham Barracudas, fantastic, right? Las Vegas Posse, uh, great. <laughs> yeah, the Memphis Mad Dogs, the Sacramento Gold Miners, the San Antonio Texans, 
very, very uh, original. There. Yeah. And the Shreveport Pirates. And I can probably tell you why this didn't work out. It's because you're putting teams in Shreveport. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the appetite for Canadian Football League is in Shreveport. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway. Or in Birmingham. I mean. Birmingham as well. They're Birmingham as just, well. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. They're all Bama. Yeah. That's right. They want college football. They yeah. Don't they, don't want, they don't want professional. The last thing they, they don't want, want their players being paid. <laughs> That's right. Well, they definitely don't want the, anybody from from up north, any damn Yankees. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. Uh, they enforce a salary cap for the first time in 2007, and that started at $4.05 million per team. And as of 2018, the cap has been raised to $5.2 million per team. The average player is making $113,043. I think the league minimum is like... 60,000 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not bad. You know, you're being paid to play a professional sport. Right. Do you have any idea who the two highest paid players are? They're getting paid the same. I have no idea. Is, is it over a million? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Three million over four years. Um, Johnny Manziel. Who's up there? I don't Mike know. Riley and Bo Levi Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, player compensation is not tied to league revenue, which I thought was, which makes sense, hmm. I guess, right? Uh, but so four of the nine teams are publicly traded, and only those four reveal their financial information because laws, mm-hmm. obviously, right? <laughs> uh, and so as of this this year, only five of the teams, well, so more than half, are profitable. The other are operating at a loss right now. Okay. Yeah. Do they do a rev share between the teams? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Did that answer your question? Sure. <laughs> So, as I said earlier, the Toronto Argonauts have the most titles at 17, followed by the Edmonton Eskimos at 14, and then the Winnipeg Blue Bombers just won their 11th title this past Sunday. Uh, and as I said, that was their 25th time they've played in the big game. But, yeah, they just have a crap winning percentage when it comes to clutch clutch games. Right. So, let's talk about how it compares to the NFL from, like, a rules. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the NFL players are getting paid a lot more money. Yeah. They're more popular. They're better at the game. Way better. But it's not exactly the same game. Okay. CFL field uh, is you, you, you want to guess at some of these things? Yeah, sure. All right. Is it wider or more narrow? It's wider. <laughs> it is wider. It's about a hundred, it's about 65 yards wider. It's also longer. It's 110 yards. Okay. And the end zones are 20 yards deep, 20 yards deep. Yeah. Oh, that, that totally changes. Well, the game. And I believe that the field goal post is at the front of the, of the end zone as well. Okay. Again, totally changes the game. Murder yourself running for a, a, a pass, right? <laughs> the way it used to be. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but a 20 yard end zone really changes, you know, being in the red zone, yeah, so to speak. For sure. Uh, you can go, I mean, yeah. it's almost like way easier. Oh, yeah. You should score a ton more touchdowns. Sure. Sure. How many men are on the field? Do you know? I think there are fewer. No, there's 12. Oh, really? There's 12 men on the field. On offense, that 12th man has to be in the backfield. Okay. On defense, it can be anywhere. Uh, so it's 12 on 12. 12 on 12. Uh huh. Three downs to get a first down. Okay. It's only three downs to get 10 yards. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Go faster. Yeah. Uh, I love this rule. Any back. Anybody Wait, so are you, are you punting? Sorry. Are you punting it after on, your second? On third down, I guess, right? Yeah. You're punting on third down. I guess so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I do love this rule. Anybody in the backfield on offense can uh, be moving. So, like, in NFL, you only have one person moving when the ball snapped. Mm-hmm. You can have anybody moving, and you can move in any direction. So, you can have wide receivers just sprinting, getting running head starts. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Reminds me of the XFL. Yeah. The guy just bombing already. He's like full sprint and yeah. he hike it right as he gets to the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And then you got uh, 
in the NFL, you know, if a ball is fumbled out of bounds, the ball goes to the last team that clearly had possession of the ball. And yes. this one is the last team that touches, touches the ball, it. apparently. Huh. So you can just dive at it and knock it out of bounds, I guess. And So kind of like basketball in that way. Yeah. But, well, other I mean, way. other way around, right. sort of. But yeah. It's like lacrosse, right? Kind of like lacrosse. Yeah. Well, you got to be going after it. Right. But it's the first person to get to it. when the ball, like, Yeah. Kind of, right? Kind of, yeah. I don't, I don't play that sport. <clears throat> it's, it's very subjective. Okay. Even though um, there might be some objective way it was written down. I, yeah. I don't know. There's the uh, like, oh, yeah, you would have gotten to it first. Just bring it back and it's yours. Right. Uh, there is no fair catch. <laughs> this rule I didn't really understand. So you have to give them like a five-yard halo of the, re- the receiver. Okay. But it said that the kicker didn't have to or anybody starting behind the kicker didn't have to. So if you're really fast, you can just, <laughs> just kick the ball super high him. in the air. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's right or not. Okay. Uh, there is the Rouge. Do you know the Rouge? No. It's an additional scoring option in the CFL. You can kick. Uh, if you kick a ball into the end zone and it's not returned, if it goes out of the end zone, you get one point. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think about a, a scenario where I would at any moment well, do I that. Would like Rodrigo Blankenship just score a point every time he kicks off? So like you can kick it really far, but... And I guess maybe you can do it on like third down or something maybe? Yeah. As We're, long as they don't get it out of the end but zone. That's, right, so... But it can't be on a field goal attempt. Okay, so you can't be... You have to be trying to kick the trying rouge, to, I think. Okay. Huh. So, but what if you thought that you just... It was too far for a field goal to be accurate, but mm-hmm. we can probably get one. Yeah, I could probably hit this really hard. I just don't yeah, think I can... I think it's can, a punt. Not a field, but yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no idea. I'd, mm. like, I'd have to see a video of what, how the rouge works. Yeah. Uh, and because it's... Let's go for one. Right. One, fellas. Right. Let's get one. <laughs> because uh, it does have its roots in, in Canadian rugby, you can just kick the ball whenever the fuck you want, basically. So anybody, you don't have to be behind the line of scrimmage. You can do so it as you're like, running. As you're running and you're like, kicks. we were going to punt. Yeah, I don't know what happens after that. <laughs> I'm not sure who gets the ball. Yeah. Uh, the first person that touches it again. Right. Oh, weird. All right, we're going to play a little game called, hey, I know that name. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some notable players that have played in the CFL. Uh, my boy, Doug Flutie. Doug. Played for seven years after he left the NFL. Played for BC, Calgary, and Toronto. Hmm. The one and only Warren Moon played for Edmonton. You got Jeff Garcia, who has played for, I think, every NFL team. Yeah. And now uh, the Calgary Stampeders as well. Huh. And then, of course, who could forget Johnny Football. Johnny, Johnny Manziel. Manziel. Played for Hamilton. He played for Montreal. And he famously threw four interceptions in his CFL debut. <laughs> and the Montreal Alouettes... Lost fifty to eleven to the Toronto Argonauts. Is that guy ever so he's just horrible? Field? Yeah, he's just terrible. Horrible. Maybe it was the Canadian air. I don't think so. No, no, I think he's just bad. Bad receivers. Yeah. Uh, no. You think he was just bad? I think he's just bad. He lost it. Yeah. He lost the edge. Yeah, he was better when he was like going out and getting hammered and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He probably was somewhat hurt at some point too. Probably, for sure. But yeah, that's crazy. All right, I got a little stat for you. This is, this is called a wait what? Nothing. Oh, wait what? Wait what? <laughs> wait what? <laughs> yeah. It's called a wait what? Because I don't really understand if this is true or not. But <laughs> says during the 2000s, the CFL had the third highest per game attendance of any North American sports league and the seventh highest per game attendance of any sports league worldwide. Really? Is that even possible? I mean, they I have would like, think- they have like 40-person stadiums? Right, I would think that, uh, I mean, hockey would pack it out up, up there way more than the Canadian Football League would, right? Right. Well, so, I mean, but so, like, we're talking, we're talking NBA, MLB, NFL. But aren't we also talking Premier League? Right, but I'm talking about, so the third highest of North American Sports League, right? Of North American. Right. 
And then you got seventh highest of like, yeah, like the EPL. Of third highest North American. So yeah. let's go through. Yeah. So wait, what? MLB, NHL, uh, NBA, NFL. Yeah. There's no way. MLS. You got, I mean, the NHL is huge there, right? Yeah. I guess they're saying it's more highly, atti- well, there are only nine teams as well. Mm-hmm. So you don't have like the four fans going to the Browns game to really bring down that, that percentage, right? That's true. Yeah, That's a crazy statistic. Yeah. I thought that was kind of crazy, right? Yeah. I don't know if I believe it. I'm not sure that I believe it either, but it is on Wikipedia. That's so. put out by the CFL uh, yes, so marketing the lar- team. The largest stadium belongs to the Edmonton Eskimos, 56,000 people, which is they say is too large, so they section <laughs> off uh, parts of the stadium. We really don't need this. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. So just to uh, increase demand for tickets. Okay. My last little bit I want to give you is a story about uh, a Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan named Chris Matthew. Do you know Chris Matthew? Have you heard about him recently? Mm -mm. So this man, in 2001, Chris Matthew was betting on his Blue Bombers to beat the Calgary Stampeders in the Grey Cup. He was playing in this game. No, he was just a fan. Okay. (laughs) Big fan. Uh, The Blue Bombers were 14-4 and heading into the game. Heavy favorites over the 8-10 and Stampeders, but the Stampeders pulled off the upset, and Chris Matthew said he would not wear pants again until his team won the Grey Cup. Well, this past Sunday, Chris Matthew was in attendance, as the the Blue Bombers hoisted the Grey Cup, and he was able to pull up his pants for the first time in 18 years. And I don't know if you saw the video, but he looked like he'd never put on pants before. Like he couldn't quite, <laughs> he couldn't quite like bend over. Right, he's kind of an older guy, uh-huh. and he put on these like uh, urban camo like sweatpants. It was like the white and black sweat, like camouflage over a pair of. Uh, these like dad air monarchs, Nike air monarchs. They're like, oh, as the shorts he was wearing. No, it was like the pants. He put on some like, but I'm saying he put those on over the shorts. No, no, the air monarchs are those like dad. Shoes. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. The, okay. You know, the shoes that your dad mows. The oh, grass I thought in. those were sh- shorts or something. No, nah, no nah, air monarchs. Great shoes. Do you think these are pants he's had for 18 years or do you think he bought new pants? Uh, just for this occasion, he must've <laughs> bought. See, I'm, I'm surprised nobody was, uh, you know, marketing this marketing to this. Yeah. Put on my pants. Right. Yeah, I mean, huge deal. <laughs> but I mean, like right now in Winnipeg, it's 23 degrees it's really in November. Cool. Yeah. It's going to be freezing up there for the next four months. And the guy didn't, didn't wear pants for 18 years. You think he has to talk about this every day of his life before this? I don't no, know. Why he has, wearing pants? It's yeah, cold but do out you there. think there's much else for him to talk about up in Winnipeg? I don't no, know. No, I mean, I agree. I think he's certainly mm. the toast of the town. Yeah. Like, here he comes. No pants, John. What, what was his name? Chris Matthew. Chris. No, pants. No, pants Chris. Pants John. I mean, he wore shorts. I wouldn't want to Right, right, right. His, but I mean, he's with balls out or anything. But he's still, you know, walking home from a bar or something, go out to dinner with a, mm. go on a date. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm not wearing pants. The well, girl's like, well, why aren't you wearing pants? Yeah, that's a good point. So for the first time in 18 years, he put commitment. pants on at, at the stadium. He was like on the field. Yeah, yeah, but he's crying. Everybody. He cry. No, he kind of did like one of these moves. Okay. He was fist. about to cry. But he gave one of the best interviews I've ever heard in my life. Okay. <laughs> Gonna, Are you going to play it? I'm going to play it real quick. Just Excellent. about a minute. Wearing pants for the first time in 18 years. Yes. Describe the moment. Uh, the game, fabulous. The outcome, fabulous. Wearing the pants, I'm not so sure yet because it's, <laughs> it's all new to me now. Describe the last 24, 48 hours from not thinking you would be here to being here to... Wearing pants. Yeah, I, I, this is absolutely phenomenal. I'm ready to you know, just do what I do every great cup. Go to the friend's place, have a couple of wobbly pops, and watch <laughs> the game. Of and pops. here I am, and uh, I, 
I, it's it's indescribable. It really is. You're lost for words. You've been a lifelong Bombers fan. You're Grey Cup champions. Describe that moment. Obviously, everybody cares about you wearing pants again, but the Bombers have finally done it. Right, and that's the important thing. My pants, that's secondary. That's, I mean, I can live with... In fact, I'll probably live in shorts again after this. I'll take these off. But the fact that the Bombers have won, uh, wow. I mean, they, they earned it, and... And Winnipeg, uh, well, they really kind of deserve it. So this is just fabulous. Congratulations. Soak up the moment. Let's see those pants. There you go. <laughs> One more time. Look at those things. Yeah, just camo, white camo. Oh, That's hilarious. Yeah, you know, my pants are secondary, I think, to all this. Like, yeah, no <laughs> yeah, shit. <dude>. Really? <laughs> Come we on. did it for your pants. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, that is a brief breakdown of the CFL. I liked it. The season will start again in July. Uh, we'll see what happens at free agency. You're going to support the Bombers? Uh, I don't know. I think I'm a, I am really like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The Rough Riders? Yeah. And I, are they the First East of all, Riders or the West Riders? They're the Western Riders. The Western Riders. Yeah. They're in Regina, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. I always thought Saskatchewan was my favorite province just because of the, of the name. Saskatchewan, yeah. Yeah, and then they're the Rough Riders. So I'd probably be a Rough Riders fan, I think. All right. Yeah. Okay. I like that topic. It was a good topic. No, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well... We'll switch over it. to something uh, you might consume this at a game, at a at a Rough Riders game. Uh, Michael, tell me what you know about popcorn. Maple syrup. Yeah. Uh, popcorn. Popcorn. Well, uh, actually, it makes zero sense to me because I just never really learned. I mean, essentially, the kernel turns inside out. Yeah. On itself. Yeah, it's like its innards popping open. It's crazy that you get something that's super small. Yeah. And it pops open to something. Yeah. It's got all that fibers, all those fibers and stuff inside there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what 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 can you say about popcorn? Do you like popcorn? Yeah, of course. I don't like when it gets stuck in my teeth. Yeah, I do like popcorn. Uh, I like it mostly. I mean, it's just a, it's pretty much a movie theater food for me. I don't usually make it at home. How buttery do you go? But the, I mean, the more butter, the better. Butter. Honestly, I mean, uh, but I try to be reasonable about it. Yeah. Sometimes there, I think there, you can't go a little too much on it, but yeah. Well, you know, there's a trick I learned because when you get it and they like if they so if they butter it for you, I ask them to do half the bag, half the bag butter yeah. and then then on top. But if they're not a psycho, it, no, I'm not a psychopath. But if there's like a little butter gun, a little butter dispenser that you have to do it yourself, uh-huh. take a straw and oh, you and stick you, the straw into the popcorn and then up into the, the dispenser and you get the butter down in the, in the heart of your popcorn. Uh huh. Yeah. I like it. Oh, so you're like uh, it's like a reverse mine. Exactly. You're or. You're pulling oil up. Yes, exactly. You're putting oil back in. Putting oil back in the ground. All right, I like it. Yeah. I have to use that. Mm-hmm. Do you ever use, have you ever done a thing where you buy like raisinets or oh, something yeah. else? You mix it in the uh, bowl? Yeah, M&Ms are great. M&Ms are good, yeah. Uh, some goobers. Every I mean, now you got to reach really far down there Chocolate for them. Chocolate peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so let's start with the basics. Okay. Orville uh, Redenbacher. Was born. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it's a variety of corn kernel that when heated expands and pops its insides out. So it's not. Uh, <laughs> this is great, but that's not. Uh, it's not normal corn. So there are uh, there's certain strains that that are mostly used for corn popping, for popcorn. Okay. Uh, popcorn is a type of one of these uh, varieties. Mm. So there's six types of corn: uh, dent, flint, pod, <laughs> popcorn, flour corn, sweet corn. What is the normal corn on the cob? Uh, that I think can be a, a mixture of things. I think that is. Um, Flint. What's maize? So, this is where maize is really what, um, uh, like North Americans consider corn, but corn in other 
cultures and in other places around the world can mean different things. Oh, really? Some can th- mean like more like wheat. Okay. Uh, I was reading about yeah, and this goes way back. It's like just a grain, and it, and and it's been used for thousands of years. So yeah. uh, pe- when people would translate, it'd be like corn, but yeah. really what they're saying was this grain, this grain or something else. Uh, but yeah, we as we know it, maize like the Native Americans did, like mm-hmm. that. That's the corn that we understand okay. and, and know. And sometimes it's yeah. like weird colored. Yeah, sometimes it'd be like brown, and those different types of corn you get different types of things, different kernel sizes, mm-hmm. different things. Um, so there's about 14 to 20 percent moisture in the corn. So when you heat it up, you're actually, and it's like really tightly sealed around its exterior. Ah. Uh, the moisture inside is what causes it to burst. It okay. like steams. Yeah explodes and, and that's what causes it to, to burst um so yeah and then you'd add some salt and a little butter and you got a little tasty snack it's really that simple yeah um they've been eating corn for thousands of years they've found they found it way back in like a cave they've been in popping mexico corn? yeah oh wow yeah popping corn for oh, sorry and uh let me unplug this hold your watch out sorry one second oh yeah hold on all right, right. Your ear comes yep out. all right uh yeah they found it in a uh a a cave in Mexico from, I think they carbon dated it to be like 5,000 years old. Okay. Pretty crazy. Damn, that is crazy. Yeah. I did not know that. Um, all right. So you hit on this. Let's talk about the movies. Talk about the movies. So, uh, it became a big thing in the 1920s, late 1920s, thirties mm-hmm. really exploded. But, uh, theater owners began offering popcorn, uh, as like a cheap snack outside of the theater. Uh, and they started offering it then because it was really cheap. It's like a cheap thing to buy. So, and in the 1920s, uh, you know, the Great Depression was starting. Yeah. Well, a movie ticket so, was cheap then too. Now you get a large popcorn for 30 bucks. Yeah. Well, so you kind of hit on this next thing is that uh, food became like the main one of the main drivers for theater owners. Uh-huh. So they actually started discounting movie tickets to get people to come in and buy the food. Now I think it's kind of flipped, but mm-hmm. but yeah. Well, now it's just they're both expensive. Well, so before theater owners didn't control the food options at their theater. They thought that the money was in, you know, coming to watch the movie. Right. Uh, and so they had popcorn makers that had the little push carts uh-huh. that that was actually an invention like as contracted well. Contracted out or whatever, brought in. Exactly. Uh, but then once they started making enough money, they were like, no, 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 we're bringing that in, mm-hmm. in-house. Right. Um, and, you know, they set it up just inside the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then World War II saw a big cap on sugar consumption by just normal Americans, so that further pushed people to eating more and more popcorn. Okay. Uh, so it kind of saw a big demand with the talkies coming into the movies. What are the talkies? The talkies. Uh, so I kind of read this. This is kind of where I don't really get this because I think popcorn's pretty ubiquitously awesome. But, uh, you know, before it, going to the movies was kind of like a sophisticated thing. Ah. Going before the, the talkies, you'd go watch Chaplin and gotcha. stuff. And it was kind of meant for a more maybe aristocratic uh, part of our society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the talkies kind of came and, you know, they started doing lower level jokes. <laughs> and it became just like a more mainstream thing. So they were like, ah, just feed them a bunch of popcorn. Thank God for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, let's hit on some of the health benefits of popcorn. Or, or maybe not the benefits, but the healthy aspects of popcorn. Healthy aspects? Hell, it's a very nutritious snack, actually. It, it, if it's just pure popcorn, yeah. you take corns and you just put them in like a pan and you heat them up and uh-huh. you have popcorn. Uh, a cup of plain popcorn only has 31 calories in it. Does it have any benefit, though? Uh, yeah, it has a ton of fiber. Okay. It has a ton of protein. Really? Um, popcorn has more protein than any other cereal grain. Okay. Uh, it also has more iron than eggs or roast beef. 
and it has more fiber than pretzels or potato chips, obviously. Hmm. But yeah, no, it's it's actually like a great snack. Um, yeah, but that, but that that popcorn tastes like crap. Well, so you got to like you have to you have to manage what you how you make it, right? So if you buy it, somebody might just be like, "Oh, full butter." Yeah. Full olive salt. oil. Tons of salt. Other chemicals Chocolate. you don't really know about. Uh, but if you manage it and you you some, you pop it, there's some uh there's some cheese seasoning on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've come to this. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's got a lot of nutritional benefits. It just depends on how you pop it. Okay. There you go. Uh, so yeah, this guy, so coming to your little point here. Hmm. Uh, so have you ever watched Scandal? No. Uh, so there's this character on Scandal named Olivia Pope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something's kind of like a meme that's going around uh, for girls that watch this show is they want to go home and have an Olivia Pope dinner which means just a huge thing of popcorn and wine. Ah. So, uh, yeah, it's like a semi-nutritious nutritious yeah. meal with a, bo- like a glass of wine. Right. They, they also call that a John Daly, but you just <laughs> substitute it for, uh, for Diet Coke for, instead of wine. Yeah. Just eat popcorn, Diet Coke, and a pack of Marlboro. He eats a lot of popcorn, huh? I think it, when he was at Arkansas, they made, they, he was told he had to lose weight or he couldn't play on the team. And mm-hmm. so for like a, a year or two, he only consumed Diet Coke, popcorn, and <laughs> Jack Daniels. Cigarettes. And dead Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. And Marlboro. Huh. Yep. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, I so I'd kind of found this article about this, and uh, it's actually like, it was an article that was phrased, and in, in it was like, what do uh, culinary chefs, like great culinary chefs who are too tired after work come home and make for themselves? And this, a lot of them come home and they just make themselves like big things of popcorn. And the way they said about it is they, they actually feel it's just as nutritious as coming home and having just a big plate of spaghetti or something, or pasta. Yeah. Uh, but I thought this, this sounded kind of good. Just a touch of butter, finely chopped rosemary, dash of garlic powder, <laughs> sprinkle of kosher salt, and a few grates of Parmigiano-Reggiano. I love how you, you no matter you always try and find something of like, you know what? If I if I was going to this restaurant, here's what I'd get off this menu. It's like here, you know what? This recipe for popcorn sounds pretty good. This sounds pretty good. A little I rosemary, a little Thanksgiving, parmesan. Thanksgiving, I could make this. Yeah, you could make. That. I'll make this. This sounds so easy. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yes. You, what I mean, but you got to get the popping corn. You can't go out and get your Orville Redenbacher. No, you can go out and get unpopped Orville Redenbacher popcorns. And you just Pop, put the popcorns. Yeah, the popcorn. kernels. Yeah, the kernels. Little. You just and get then, the kernels. And you just throw it in a pan. Yeah, and just heat it up. So that's what they're they're saying. Is you mm. you just put it all together, you heat it up, and it has this these nice little flavor to it. All right. Uh, so there are some negatives. Uh, obviously, there's the choking risk. Yeah, little kids, kids can't have it. A toddler died a couple years ago from a popcorn kernel. From a popcorn kernel. Yeah. Was it a like Choked a half popped one or an unpopped one? No, unpopped one you just swallow, right? Uh, no, I think it was an unpopped kernel that they yeah got lodged in the throat. Yeah, at at the mom's birthday. Yeah. Went, went pretty dark. Uh, but I said I was going to come around to another topic. Yeah. Vaping. Mm. How do you think this relates to vaping? Popcorn lung. Bingo. Yeah. Popcorn lung. Yeah. Diacetyl. Diacetyl is a is. chemical that flavors food and other substances. It's safe to drink it and digest it. It's not safe to inhale it. So... Oh, they the call it vapors. popcorn lung because like this is actually in popcorn. People were inhaling like when they put it in a microwave. They had diacetyl that was there to make it taste like butter, uh. and so then it gets, you know, zapped in a yeah. microwave. Yeah, yeah. 
and you inhale it and you get popcorn lung. It's like a bronchitis. Right. But so that's I what don't understand. S- Diacetyls so, in popcorn and in vape stuff? It's it used to be in popcorn. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be in vape stuff. Okay. But it is. Oh, it is. Cheaper manufacturers use it to to flavor gotcha. their things. Okay. Their products. I thought they called it popcorn lung because like after you I didn't think it had anything to do with popcorn other than like people start breathing and that makes that like popping sound in their lungs. No. Like a that might be that's great that might be the case but it's from people microwaving popcorn a lot like you need to you need to eat a lot of popcorn yeah but at the uh manufacturers of of popcorn they were they had people that were you know getting these illnesses because they were around popcorn so much Mm. they didn't realize diacetyl was causing this this illness so yeah that's maybe that's what they're thinking that the connection with vaping cartridges are Mm. so as long as there's no diacetyl they're okay Ideally, yeah. I can get my jewel back out. Get your jewel. <laughs> okay. Get the diacetyl out. Um, Will do. So, last section, we're going to do two truths and a lie. Mm. Uh, first one, is it a truth or is it a lie? Unpopped popcorn kernels are called spinsters or old maids. Uh, quality popcorn should produce 98% popped kernels with under 2% uh, being a spinster or an old maid. Is it a truth or is it a lie? Well, you're supposed to give me two truths and a lie. Well, okay, all right, so this is one. (laughs) That's not how you play that game. I might just just come up with three lies. Uh, Orville Redenbacher was a fictional character created by General Mills in the 70s. Uh, The ideal popping temperature for popcorn is 400 to 460 degrees Fahrenheit. This is like four things now. No, it's not. Oh. This is three things. Okay. Uh. The kernel will pop on average when it hits 347 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. So you had the temperature thing. You had Orville Redenbacher's of a real or a fake or a fake person. Mm-hmm. And then you had uh, 98% popcorn kernels. And then there was something before that as well. Uh, well, no, that's really not what the 98% thing, I guess, is more of a um, little tidbit detail. Okay. I'm going to go with, go uh, with the uh, spinsters. The spinsters and the old mates. I think that's real. I think that Orville Redenbacher was a real person. That's you're going with? So the lie, is, yeah, that's the lie. Final answer? Yeah. You're correct. Orville Redenbacher was a real I'm a genius. person. Yeah, he was friends with Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima. <laughs> Pretty sure. Or maybe he was the one that was with Mrs. Buttersworth. I didn't read that. No. I didn't read his connection to other yeah. characters. But, uh, no, launching the company in the 70s, mm. they had a, a different name, and a marketing company came to them and was like, no, you should call yourself Orville Redenbacher's. Yeah. Orville Redenbacher. Yeah. Yeah, and, a great is, name. and then he went on, he wrote a book where in it he goes, I'm very much real. Like people thought he was fake. And also <clears throat> yeah. he had this like, he has this crazy hair and these weird brimmed glasses. Is that his face on the box? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. He died though in 1995. Oh. He, uh, old person, old, he had, a, he had a heart, t- heart a, uh, he had a heart attack uh-huh. in a jacuzzi in Coronado. Sounds like something else might be gone on. Maybe on that jacuzzi. I'm sure he was eating popcorn. I think he had that Redenbacher money. Had some, maybe had some ladies in the in the jacuzzi. Maybe, yeah. Uh, he, he his wife did die, and he married another woman the same year. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Anyways, interesting. Didn't want to be alone. Uh, and what do you think about ninety eight percent popped kernels? Do you think that's the right? Uh, 
I think that's an it's ideal. About right. It's about right. I don't think that's what happens typically. Do you ever, when you're reaching into the bag when it's done, eat the unpopped, eat the spinsters, the old maids? I don't eat them. I'll suck on them sometimes. Okay. And I'll spit them back uh, in the bowl. You <laughs> Only when I'm by myself eating it. Uh-huh. It's not like a shared bowl of popcorn that I'm spitting some weird shit, bro. What are you talking about? It's delicious. It's salty and buttery. <laughs> What do, you, do, you, do, you, do you eat them? Sometimes yeah, I like yeah, them. Yeah, that's disgusting. Sometimes I like them when they're like sort of popped. Oh, that they're hurts like, my teeth. They're like little Chernobyl. They're that. like little Chernobyl pops. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Anyways, that's yeah. popcorn. Uh, what does it mean when they say that Jimmy cracked corn? And I don't care. I have no idea. No. Some For next research, time. Some research you did. <laughs> And then with Christmas right around the corner, you can make uh, popcorn decorations for Christmas. Trees. I left that off my, my notes. Did you? It's just not that. Yeah. But yeah, you can. You take a little sew, sewing kit. Yeah. Thread them up. Yeah. And wrap them around your Christmas tree. Yeah. Pull that needle through the through the popcorn. Yeah. Throw it right on the tree. Mm-hmm. Have you idea. ever made popcorn where you're like it in a in a kettle? That's or how my grandfather thing? does it. Like, yeah. like a pan. In a pan. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's way. I mean, it's got to be way better than the microwave. I think he microwave. uses like, uh, yeah, like some kind of oil as well instead yeah. of butter and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. you can make it a little healthier. Mm-hmm. Some natural sea, kosher sea salt or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do some tomorrow, I think. Okay. All right. We'll report back. We are literally having margaritas, pulled pork, popcorn, uh, key lime pie. It well, sounds amazing. Yeah. There's not going to be a turkey or stuffing Quark on the table. No. No, no, no. I kind of want to make some stuffing. If you want some stuffing, make some stuffing. I don't know how. We'll figure that out. All right. We'll figure it out. Uh, Let's end with this. What are you thankful for, Michael? Man, I'm thankful for my health. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? You're a vegan now. That's true. So I'm like a worst vegan of all time. Yeah. I eat meat. I'm thankful that I have no uh, food in my refrigerator so that I'll be extra hungry tomorrow when I get to Thanksgiving dinner. I got to go find a crock pot to do this pulled pork. I have a crock pot you can borrow. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I should have said that earlier. I just yeah. thought you wanted to buy one. No, I just really wanted to do it for this. Hope you guys are enjoying this conversation. Awesome. <laughs> Logistical planning. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Have a great, safe Thanksgiving. Uh, we will see you next week when it'll be Christmas time. See ya. Bye-bye.